the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to a new series of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this series is going to be about yin yoga and restorative yoga. Stay tuned! And we're back. And today we're going to be talking, actually this whole series is going to be about what yin yoga is, what restorative yoga is. Because there's a lot of people that are now getting it mixed up. We're seeing, and actually we're even getting phone calls and emails from people saying, I took a class and I thought I was doing yin, but it ended up I was doing restorative and I wanted yin. And it's just, it's starting to be almost, uh, you, you don't know what it is anymore. It's, it used to be two separate styles, which both styles are great. Both styles have a lot of assistance for people. However, when you combine them together, or if you're going to do a yin class and you end up with restorative class, you're not getting the benefits that you wanted. And if you're combining them together, you can actually hurt people. Oh, yeah. So before we start, though, I want to say that this course, this series, is brought to you by Yoga Energy and specifically their Power Yin online course. How do you get to it? You go to yogaenergy.com, you click on services, and you click on online education. And uh, the two Power Yin uh, courses are under there. Excellent. So to start with, what is yin yoga? Okay. Yin yoga is uh, a relatively new term. And um, yin, it's been a couple of decades pretty much. That's called yin yoga. Yin yoga is what used to be called Taoist yoga. So even though yin yoga is an extremely new term, it is a very old concept. Yeah, and, and Taoist yoga has been around for a, at least a couple hundred years, Exactly. Right? So what happened is the Indian and the Taoist traditions have influenced each other through the centuries. Uh, so the Taoist uh, uh, monks... Uh, used to practice uh, a lot of Taoist yoga. Uh, the Hindu monks used to practice their, the same thing and calling it uh, Hatha yoga. So basically, yin yoga is what Hatha yoga used to be. Excellent. So, but now we got uh, Hatha yoga is can be all different types exactly, of things. It's Ashtanga, exactly, it's a exactly. Kundalini, it's it's all these it's different Bikram, styles. It's Bikram, yep. it's so, so all of these different styles fall under Hatha, yes. where Yin yoga actually was the original Hatha. Exactly. And it's been shifted. Yes. So, uh, do you want to go into how Hatha yoga shifted or what yin yoga is Let's now? Let's keep going with what yin yoga is. So, uh, so, yin yoga in its uh, original form as Taoist yoga uh, used to be characterized by long holds of floor poses. 
long holds of floor poses. Because That's it was all. mainly designed for sitting, right? So it, that you could meditate longer. Exactly, exactly. And it was designed so you could keep your body relatively mobile in order to be able to sit and meditate for long periods at a time. You could meditate while in the pose, of course, but the goal was to also keep your body fluid so you sitting in the standard sitting pose wouldn't kill you. And that's why it was practiced by Taoist monks and Hindu monks. And then somebody then somebody uh, named Polly Zink yep. uh, started uh, brought that concept uh, in, back. back brought that concept into the West. Okay. So brought that concept into the West, and it was in conjunction with martial arts because Polly Zink uh, was practicing uh, martial arts, but but. Poly Zink is a contortionist. Yeah, he can do some poses that nobody can do. Exactly. So the the poses that Poly Zink uh, practices as a, a long holds of floor poses are extremely uh, more complicated than what the monks were practicing. Because he could do it. Because he could do it. Doing what the monks were doing didn't do anything Exactly, exactly. But, but like, uh, say somebody that just came out of work, yes. uh, working a nine-to-five, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be able to jump into a, a one of his poses. No. But they might be able to do possibly what the Taoists were doing. Exactly, okay. exactly. And also, oh, everyone's body is different, and we'll yeah, get yeah, into yeah, yeah, that yeah. later on. So so that's what he started teaching. So Paul Greeley uh, was one of, his one of his students, and Paul Greeley loved his classes, um, but Paul Greeley is not a contortionist <laughs> to mm -hmm. the extent that Paul Zink is. And also Paul Greeley was not as interested in the martial arts uh, aspect. But he saw, he because he has studied anatomy extensively, he understood the benefits of those poses. So he started teaching them in his own style, incorporating them in his own classes, and was still calling it Taoist Yoga. And then one of his students. And then one of his students, Sarah Powers, uh, who's way, way, way better marketer mm -hmm. than Paul Greeley is, said, nobody is going to want to practice Taoist yoga. But based on the concept of the yin and yang that most people in the West uh, understand, understood. understood at the time, she said, let's call it yin yoga. So Paul Greeley attributes the term yin yoga to Sarah Powers. Yep, and you've trained with Paul Greeley extensively. Uh, yes, yep. <laughs> yes. So what is a yin pose versus a yang pose? So a yin pose, um, so when we say yin and yang, uh, it's all relative and it all depends in your context. A a yin pose, when it comes to our uh, to our body, is a pose that's focused on our yin tissue. 
Okay. As opposed to our young tissue. When we say young, it's Y-A-N-G. Because I know I have a slight accent. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm used to spelling things out. Um, uh, uh, yin, our yin tissue is our joints. Okay. Our joints and our fascia, let's say for now. A young tissue is our muscles. And okay. partially our fascia. So, so think bones as a yin tissue and think muscles as a young tissue. Our muscles uh, are way more visible and uh, they, can, they have a lot more blood flow to them. Uh, they can contract. They can do all sorts of intense things. Our bones are more solid they have less blood stuff going through them. They are not as pliable okay. as our muscles. They are quieter. Ah. They are more dense. Sort of like me. <laughs> Than... <laughs> quieter and dense. Uh -huh. <laughs> they are more of that than our muscles. Our muscles are like louder and fancier and uh, more obnoxious. Sort of like you. Sort of like me, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what a yang versus a yin is. Yes. So let's get back to the yin thing. So Sarah Powers cr came up with the name. Yes. Uh, because it was more yin type poses yeah. going toward the bone and the joints. Exactly. So the yin poses uh, target specifically our yin tissue, which is like our bones and our joints and our ligaments and a little and our fascia. Okay. And what happened after Sarah Powers came up with this name and started marketing it? Then it became a lot more popular than when Paul Grilly was mainly a teaching. Sexier name. Yep. Sexier name, way more attractive. So it became a lot more popular. It attracted a lot more yoga teachers. And uh, just like everything else in life, when there are a lot more people involved who do not study it as deep and as extensively as the original people, then it starts becoming uh, diluted and misrepresented. Okay, we'll be right back to talk more about diluted and misrepresented when we come back. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back again. Now this one is, we got yelled at when we started teaching it. Uh, people sent us nasty emails. We had teachers from other yoga studios almost picketing us. Uh-huh. They didn't picket us. <laughs> but they were, they wanted to start fights and arguments over this because of the different style. So I want to go into a little bit that yin yoga is not Iyengar based yoga. It's not even close. Where Iyengar, you want to, and I've trained with 
uh, both of us have yep. trained with different uh, Iyengar instructors and different uh, restorative yes. instructors. Actually, quite a few. We've, yes. we've, we've spent many, many weeks. Uh, now, with that, Iyengar is very specific. And if you've ever seen him teach, you know what we mean. Uh, it's you want to push the left side of the right toe on the second foot into the ground, lifting up the third toe, breaching back to the heel with your anus. And <laughs> so it's all these very specific things where you might not even get three poses done in a class. Now, yin is completely opposite. Yin is not even close to restorative. So when you're looking at restorative versus yin, they're not in the same game. It, they're both yoga. Both have great benefits, but both are completely different from each other. So can you explain a little bit more why yin is so different than Iyengar-based? Okay. Uh, the main difference is that yin yoga is supposed to be to be causing moderate to intense discomfort to you while you are practicing it. You, it's, it's not something that you say, oh my God, I would love to stay in this pose forever. Restorative yoga is supposed to be feeling extremely, extremely comfortable and soothing. And Judith Lasseter used to have a statement when she taught, and that was what, uh, uh, a quarter inch is the difference between heaven and hell in, in a pose. In, in a exactly. Pose. And the, it's supposed to be feeling like heaven. So you know when you are doing it wrong because it feels like hell. So a restorative pose is supposed to be held for like 20-some uh, minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. Right? Some five, some ten, but it, it's, a, it's a distance, exa it's a time. Exactly, yeah. and you are, you are supposed to be using props to make you feel like you are in heaven. Oh, can I, can I say my Iyengar joke? Okay. How many Iyengar instructors does it take to put in a light bulb? <laughs> One, however, they need seven chairs, five uh, cushions, Three blocks and two blankets. And what about straps? Oh, and two straps. <laughs> so, so a a yin a yin pose is supposed to feel uncomfortable, and that discomfort is supposed to be coming from your muscles. During a yin pose, your muscles can be can can be thoroughly uncomfortable can be extended to, to a, you know, a degree that makes you feel uncomfortable, can be twisted to a degree that makes you feel uncomfortable. As long as the discomfort is on your muscles, you are good. In a, in a, in a restorative yin yoga, your muscles are supposed to be fully, fully, fully relaxed. So that they can release and so, do healing. Exactly, exactly. The The target is different, is completely different. So can you do a yin and a restorative in the same? Can you call yin 
restorative? Absolutely not. Can you call restorative yen? Absolutely not. They they have nothing in common other than the fact that they are styles of Hatha yoga. Well, I do have a. They do have a little bit in common because you need to heat it up before. I remember Judith uh, would make us do five to ten minutes of a uh, a flow, a hell of a sun salutation or something. And then we'd go back into a restorative pose. So you had to heat up the body. And that's the same concept with yin, correct? You are absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, the preparation for them is, uh, ha- has to be similar. So you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing yin poses right in the beginning of your class. Absolutely not. But you, and you shouldn't be doing restorative poses. Yes. Right in the beginning. Absolutely. Of now with that, there was... Yin got some bad rap uh, about 15 years ago. Yes. And it was mainly because they were doing, because people got hurt yes. doing yin. Yes. And it was mainly because they weren't warming up. Exactly. And they were doing it in spots. E- exactly, where it was like 60 some degrees in the room. So you had the two major things going on there. The, the body was not being warmed up and the uh, temperature was way too cold. Uh, you can, uh, as you know, modern physiology shows, you cannot put your muscles through that if they have not warmed up. So you but, always want to warm up uh, and you want to keep it warm. Exactly. And that's part of the whole uh, miseducation or something is they thought because it's on the floor, because you are holding poses on the floor, you are just sitting on your butt pretty much. You can... Uh, you should be doing it in a cool environment, in a spa, and blah, blah, blah. Because they think that yin yoga should be comfortable. Exactly. And it's not comfortable. Now, with that, I'm going to bring in hot yin. Because hot yin was something that wasn't around in 2000, what? Uh, In 2008, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You could Google it, and you couldn't find anything talking about hot yin. Yeah. Hot yin was nowhere. Yep. You couldn't find it. I think even 2010. Yeah. Yep. So nobody was teaching yep. it yep. until yep. you asked, because at that time we had a hot yoga studio and we were doing a lot of great hot yoga classes, but you were going to yin mm-hmm. and it's like, well, how can we bring mm-hmm. back yin to a hot studio? Mm-hmm. And you asked Paul Greeley, what? Yes. If, uh, how about hot yin? Should yin be practiced in a hot class? And he said, well, I haven't thought about it. I don't see why not. Try it and see what happens. How people respond to it. And we got both. Yes. <laughs> so we started hot yin. Yep. And the students were loving it. Yep. The people that were coming to the studio... Our classes were constantly full, constantly full, not 80% full, not 90% full, but like 105. Above capacity, yes. So the classes were full, but we started getting heat uh, from the other yoga studios and yoga teachers saying that you can't do yin in a heated room. Now, this this goes into, I want to go into a little bit about uh, the heat over time. Yes, concept. it's pressure pressure over time. And that comes from who? And, and that comes from John Barnes. Uh, he's the father of uh, myofascial release. He's uh, an amazing uh, 
physical therapist and massage therapist and great researcher. So I, I, I want to jump in real quick. Our hot yin wasn't just based on Paul Greeley or Paul Zink, Pauli Zink. No. It was based on... On the, on the concept of the fascia. And the fascia is that tissue, that amazing tissue in our body that's not, that doesn't have all the properties of our muscles, doesn't have all the properties of our bones. It's in between. So the way to think of our fascia uh, tissue, of our connective tissue, is as both yin and yang. And that's where the whole confusion and it happens. People don't pay attention to that, that it's both yin and yang. And also it's, it's water, right? Yes. That's the, the health of our body, I, completely physiologically speaking, and of course mentally and emotionally, but let's stick to that. The, it depends on the health of our connective tissue, which is our fascia. And it's water, and it has it's it's actually crystalline in form, and it's that fourth phase of water, and any. Okay, can before you yes. jump into that, what are the four phases of water? The four phases of it's the water. Go the, ahead and geek out a it, little. It's the liquid as we are uh, drinking it. It's uh the uh, um, the steam that comes out when you heat water uh, that what evaporates it's ice and it's something else and that something else is in between and that's called the fourth phase of water that's none of those three and that's what our fascia our water crystals inside us are and in order to be healthy so what you want in when they are not healthy, they are stuck. Stuck, exactly. They're they, hardened. They, they're almost. They're almost like exactly, ice. Exactly. Even though they're not ice. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And what you wanna do is the, and and heat helps that stuff break down. And the best one of the one of the best ways to cause that phase transition to turn them from one type to another is through pressure over time because it generates heat. Excellent. So the external heat assists uh, with that. And somebody talked about it, and they were one of our uh, saying bad things about hot yes. yin. But all of a sudden, they started talking about yes. maybe it is good. But we'll talk about that in our next episode coming up next week. Stay tuned for the next one. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, Namaste Kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.